This is DWZ Podcast here with J-Rod, Deleted WrestleZone's very own podcast of professional wrestling with AEW, NXT, New Japan Pro Wrestling, Impact Wrestling, the National Wrestling Alliance, various promotions, wrestlers, matches, and championships. I am your host, J-Rod here. So welcome back, listeners. We got some interesting wrestling topics we're definitely going to be talking about. Now, we have two matches from two different time periods. Uh, from this year, and we'll get to that. Now, our first talk is Katsuhiko Nakajima. Now, if you guys are unfamiliarized with this guy, he is one of the best uh, Japanese wrestlers we've seen. He's been with Noah for a long time, and uh, he is one of the most dangerous wrestlers with very interesting striking kicks that would knock your ass out. He's done it before, like, uh, well, on several wrestlers that ha- were sent to the hospital. But, however, the interesting topic about him, he has been the GHC heavyweight champion, two-time uh, N1 victory winner, but recent news developed about Nakajima uh, departing from Pro Wrestling Noah. This was a bit of a surprise to me. I mean, recently he competed in the N1 victory. He reunited with his homie, Goshi Ozaki, the reform Axis, which is kind of weird but it was announced that his contract with the promotion ends by the end of this month of september but however he does have two final matches in october now don't know exactly what's the significance but however it was strange i mean i love the guy he was he's different he feels like he's the guy who's going to devour you when he kicks your ass that's the kind of wrestler i like you know that he tells his opponent i'm going to devour you no matter what and that's what I like about the guy. But he also has he had a, a, a bit of a relate a good friendship with Keno when they were part of Congo and all of that stuff. I have to say that's pretty ingenious. But him leaving Congo and reforming Axis with his homie Go Shiozaki, it's pretty good. But however, I, I was a bit of surprised throughout the N one victory that he wasn't the same guy as I thought it would. But I asked myself, is this m- why he was feeling unhappy? That maybe he wanted out because he wanted to explore? Now, I know some of you may question, where will he go next? Now, some of you New Japan fans out there, you probably would say, oh, he's probably going to go to New Japan. I mean, he hasn't said anything about that. Or if he's planning to go to all Japan or uh, stay as a freelancer, which is, of course, obvious to me. I mean, we have guys like Minoru Suzuki, who's a freelancer, um, who else is a freelancer? So is Shima and a few other people, but I just don't know if that was what he wants. So we haven't determined yet if that's the case, if he wants to stay freelance. So we'll find out soon enough, but I have to say, you should check out some of the matches that he, he's involved. So you'll enjoy it. So uh, that's pretty much it. Now, an interesting topic. As you know, Eddie Kingston is now double champion. He recently won the ROH World Championship in um what was it in all out against Claudio Castagnoli becoming the champion. However, uh, Eddie Kingston made a very interesting move that kind of um, I don't know if the independents are in a panic or concerns or exactly what they're planning. Um Eddie it was revealed that Eddie Kingston since he's now double champion. He's not only the Ring of Honor World Champion. He is also the New Japan Strong Openweight Champion. So he he uh, tweeted this about 
saying that he's going to have to stop doing um, independent promotions for the time being, as long as he is still double champion. So basically, he right now wants to focus on both ROH, the ROH title and the New Japan title because it's very, very strict. Uh, but he did apologize to the independent scenes for this convenience, but he did stated that he probably will be back if, he, whenever he's no longer double champion or no titles, however he please. But I have to say it's a smart move for him because you don't want to put a whole lot of stress onto the guy. But recently there was talks with a promotion from Illinois. Um, what was it? Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, Warrior Wrestling were asking them because um, Eddie Kingston was already set to uh, face um, the bounty hunter, Brian Keith. Um, of course, the... Um, Warrior Wrestling staff were saying that they're they were in contact with with Eddie Kingston and of course um, AEW to talk of the matter. So recently they uh, tweeted a replacement for Eddie, who was going to face the Bounty Hunter, and that person that was replaced is none other than Eddie Kingston's old ba old pal um, Santana. So I have to say Santana is a very capable wrestler. However, uh, recently in the Wrestle Dream. Eddie Kingston has issued uh, that he's going to put both titles, the ROH title and New Japan Strong Openweight title on the line at WrestleDream against the wrestler and the current ROH Pure Wrestling Champion, Katsuyori Shibata. So that's going to be good. However, next month he will defend the New Japan Strong title against Hinare. Now, Hinare has some strong feelings towards him, you know, because he felt that, you know, Eddie Kingston didn't deserve to become the New Japan Strong Champion. He feels that he... That this is his time now. But of course, you know, Eddie Kings is not going to take any shit from him. So we'll see what happens when we get on that day on the New Japan stuff. But right now, let's focus of him for next week when he faces Katsuyori Shibata. Uh, and I think that's pretty much it. Now, uh, one of the matches that I reviewed is from uh, World Woman Pro Wrestling Diana. Or just simply known as Diana. Uh, this one is back on August 11th of 2023 in their arena, their personal arena that they own. Uh, it's the Hiroshima Ghosts of Deathmatch, uh, Madeline, no, uh, Risa Serra versus Madeline. Now, I'm a fan of both of these ladies, uh, but one thing I did like is Madeline. Oh my god, what the hell was she thinking? I mean, look, I do find Madeline very cute. I love her smile. But the one thing that kind of got me off is that, God damn it, she got married. I wanted to meet her. You know? <laughs> I do find her cute. Maybe I wanted to, but I did learn that she knows how to speak a little bit of English. But it wouldn't be a problem. But I was so disappointed. But however, Madeline decided to mock Risa Sarah by posing the prominence logo. Now, if you guys don't know where I'm referring to, you have the index finger and both the index and the middle finger together like a mountain. This, this prominence. Madeline was doing that to get under the skin of Risa Sarah. Now, I don't know if that was a smart move from Madeline to do something like that. I think it was very foolish of her because Risa Sarah, she is the kind of person you can tell, don't fuck with me. That's always been something I can tell. I know she's aggressive. I know Risa Sarah is that kind of person that would tried to be that aggressive of a person even she took the matter outside the ring like through the chairs where the spectator i was trying to beat the living shit out of her 
And I don't know if this is one of Madeline's bad choice to do. But however, right in the end of this match, uh, it was Risa Sarah with a pinfall that allowed her to p pick up the win. So if you guys haven't seen it, you should follow it. Uh, I don't know the name of the of the uh, YouTube channel where I watched it, but um, you can see it. You know, all you got to do is find it somehow. Uh, I, I don't know what's the name of it exactly because it's all in Japanese. But I wish I can um, send you a link if it's possible. But we'll see. Um, now, more information on Jade Cargill. Now, as you know, uh, she is no longer part of AEW. I know some of you WWE fanatics out there, your loyalists, are happy about that this matter happened, that now she is in WWE. I get it. But you guys are a bunch of idiots. Stop pretending that you think you won, okay? This is a move that they make. No one said they're going to be held back. The only problem is the problem WWE are not giving a lot of opportunities to certain wrestlers that should have been given opportunities from the very beginning. That's the problem. AEW gives plenty of opportunities. That's what you morons don't get. So anyway, Jade Cargill has now signed with WWE in a multi-year contract. Now, recently, um, Jade Cargill has made her appearance at the Performance Center. So... Yeah, she's back at the PC Center, the PC, uh, the Performance Center, uh, doing her thing. Uh, there was some pictures of her, you know, training, uh, uh, excuse me, and all this other stuff, which is really, really fun. However, I wasn't entirely sure exactly what's going to happen now. I know for a fact that WWE's creative team are right now scrambling to bring creative ideas that how to bring her in. However, there is still no indication exactly what's going to happen. There has been talk by many fans on social media that there's a strong belief that maybe Jade Cargill will make her debut in the main roster. Um, others are saying that possibly she'll be going to NXT. Look, guys, she's already been on TV. She's been on that. I have to say, if they're planning to put her in the main roster, good for them. But the obvious thing is, of course, we will not see her with the new name, with the current name. She'll have a new name, which is, of course, typical WWE. They like to change their wrestlers' names. That's always been obvious from the very beginning. So we don't know much. However, Jade Cargill even mentioned that um, she thanked Cody Rose for putting a good word into her because, you know, Cody was one of those guys that she introduced. If you guys remember, Jade Cargill came out during a promo from Cody Rose uh, back in 2020 during the pandemic era. Um, so that is something we have been seeing, but, um, there are those, some people do believe that Cody's people who were part of Cody's entourage may, may be coming to their, um, to WV and amongst those people are, of course, is Ricky Starks, but that's another story for another time. But Jade Cargill, um, we're yet to expect when she's going to be. I know many fans are looking anxious, but the obvious thing is who she'll, who will, how will they introduce her? I mean, I would say she'll be introduced as a either pro, uh, like a wrestler that's going to be uh, making her a big splash. But like I said, we don't know if they are going to put her in NXT or in the main roster. That is something we still don't know yet. But we'll see what happens until then. Now, our next topic is another match. And this one is from a show produced by the freelance unit Prominence. Uh, this one is one that I was very interested. Uh, we have now Ishikawa 
versus Risa Sara. Now, uh, those who are unfamiliarized with Nao Ishikawa, Nao Ishikawa was originally from the promotion Ice Ribbon. Now, uh, early a few months back in April, uh, Nao Ishikawa left the promotion, uh, announced that she was resigning her position with the, with the promotion due to some allegations towards the president of Ice Ribbon. Now, I have talked about this before, uh, thinking is there something going on with Ice Ribbon. Uh, now Ishikawa, there was still no terms when she was going to be making appearance, where she's going to go. There was also reports that um, Julia has been hanging out with Now Ishikawa recently, having a bit of a chat with her. And then, of course, um, she made an appearance as Tam Nakano's um, doppelganger, calling herself Tam Nakano as well. And there was, of course, Tam Nakano versus Tam Nakano during a New Blood show. Uh, but now Shikawa did mention that she would like to go back to stardom. But I'm going to sp start something that I have noticed. Now, the match itself in with now Shikawa and Risa Sara was, in fact, um, how do I say this? Um, was a hardcore match. Um, I don't think now Shikawa has ever been in one before. I'm, I'm just laying it out there. I don't know if she knows the definition. Hold on, folks. I got something right here in my breath. <sighs> Sorry about that. I have two cats here, and it's hard to keep up because they eat two different foods. So anyway, back to the topic. I don't think now Shikawa has ever been in any hardcore matches. I mean, Risa Sarah is the specialist in that particular uh, genre of wrestling. So that's something that is familiarized. But <laughs> I have to say it was a very interesting one. But of course, I knew that sooner or later, Risa Sarah is going to have her face with dripping and blood and all this other stuff. And and that happened when Risa Sarah used a kendo stick that is wrapped in barbed wire that that it was obvious um and of course i noticed something about now ishikawa about her style now if you have ever seen her now ishikawa is a bit of a powerhouse wrestler but she does these moves that are almost similar like tam nakano i mean people have often talked about misa kagura uh from gto who also is friends with now ishikawa and Rina McClure from Colors, they were known as Princess Kismet, um, that, of course, Misa and, and now Shikawa, they're like almost similar as Tam in some capacity. I wouldn't be surprised if those two team up with her. But she was using moves that, some, that Tam would definitely would use. But, well, Tam hasn't done these type of moves in, in, a, couple, in a while, but it was amazing. I feel like I was watching a, a spin image of Tam Nakano in Nao Shikawa. I wouldn't be surprised if Nao Shikawa joins the Cosmic Angels, but nonetheless. But in the end of this match between Risa, Risa Sarah won by applying a double knee drops on top of Ishikawa when it, uh, things on top of her, like chairs and ladders, were on top of her and took her out. Just like that. But I have to say, Nao Shikawa did a pretty good job, even though she lost. Uh, it's still unturned if she's going to be a freelancer or she's planning to do um you know be in a promotion full-time like stardom that's something that's still unclear but many fans probably would prefer her to be a freelancer because it's much easier for her to have a 
much flexible schedule, but we'll see what Faith decides for her. Now, our last topic, this one is a very interesting one because I felt that I needed to bring it up. Now, you may have remembered on September 21st um, of this year, there were sudden releases from WWE due to the merger with Endenver, which is the parent company of UFC, and now they call themselves TKO. But, of course, there was writing on the wall on certain wrestlers that were nervous due to the fact that they might be let go. Now, amongst these wrestlers, uh, she never made her in-ring debut in NXT, but she was at the Performance Center. Her name is Alexis Gray. Now, I'm going to presume this is not her real name, but uh, do know that she is from the Bahamas. Uh, from my understanding, she was a former sprinter. Uh, of course, she was recruited because of that. Um, but I wasn't too sure exactly much. But learning something about her was very interesting now. Um, she has never actually made her in-ring debut. Uh, she said that there was talk about that with many of her coaches and all this other stuff. But... Uh, she wasn't too sure about the merger after there was like talks about could she be one of those people that could be let go. That was a scary thought to many of those people at the time. And I don't blame her for that. But when she got the call, it was very heartbreaking. But however, what I like about this girl is that she has a good spirit. She said that she's not going to stop on pro wrestling. She's going to continue on. And that shows to me she has a lot of heart. And she really is into this whole thing with with wrestling. And I think it's very amazing coming from her. But she did say that she's going, as you know, she uh, um, has some visa to, the, like the, I don't know if there's like a consulate or embassy to let them know what's going on since she was let go from WWE. But she said say she's going to find a wrestling school and get herself back on track. I know some people are talking about maybe she'll go with AEW or something. But first, look, guys, I think she needs to get better training, better understanding how this is going to play out for her. And I think that's going to be great. Um, she hasn't decided yet when or where it's going to happen, but I'm looking forward to it. And, of course, she said that she can't wait to put her ideas um, in motion once things are moving on track. Uh, she's not going to rush things up. It would give her time to build up her character, build up what she's planning to do and I think it's a good thing because she realized she may not have got the opportunity to wrestle in the WWE ring but at least people will keep in tra uh, tabs on her what she's going to do from here on out um, but I can't wait to see what else she's going to do that's something I'm looking forward to it so I think that's pretty much it with everything we have I hope you guys enjoyed the talks I have about of course um, with Katsuhiko Nakajima Eddie Kingston um more on Jade Cargo and Alexis Gray and our two matches that we reviewed uh, with um, Diana and Prominence. Uh, stay tuned for next week. Now, um, I don't know if any of my view uh, uh, um, people who listen to this podcast, if you guys have me on Google Podcasts, um, bad news, sad news here. Uh, it turns out that um, um, Google Podcasts will be no longer useful by next year so that's gonna suck for me so i may have to if you guys have me on spotify good for you so we'll see what happens until then 
Um, but until they just enjoy the remaining time of spot, so I have the I don't have Spotify. I do have Spotify, but I hardly go onto it. I've been using mostly Google Podcasts, but we'll see what happens until then. But for now, just leave it as what we're at, and I'll see you guys the next time. So I must bid all of you adieu. So goodbye, and have a nice day. Bang.